This podcast discusses cannabis and is intended for audiences 21 and over. We've had a woman in her 70s and she has fibromyalgia, which is, you know, notoriously difficult to treat. And so she was on opioids and some of the other antidepressants to try to manage fibromyalgia and was feeling crummy on them, started using cannabis. She uses a daily tincture, just like, you know, sort of as like a baseline method and then a vaporizer as needed for pain. And she's eliminated her other medications and she's like out there doing marathons and (laughs) running regularly. Welcome to the pot talk. We hope you love our podcast, how to do the pot. So what is the pot talk? Well, when cannabis was declared an essential service during the lockdowns for COVID-19 in March of 2020, the national conversation around the plant shifted from stigma to solving real problems related to stress, sleep, and mental health. If you're one of the many women who has found relief with cannabis during this time, we're here to help because what does come next after cannabis has been deemed essential medicine for millions of Americans? If you've listened to the show for a while, you no doubt recognize the voice you just heard, Dr. Jessica Knox, a Harvard-trained physician who practices cannabinoid medicine and co-founder of the American Cannabinoid Clinics. We hear a lot of stories like this, which is why we're excited to share what we've learned with you. Today, we're talking about boomers, your favorite boomer who is unfortunately probably prescribed too many pills. And perhaps they're one of the two-thirds of Americans that think cannabis should be legal. So have you had the pot talk with your parents? Our best advice is to keep it basic. Mom and dad typically want to know if it's legal, if CBD is the same as weed, and whether they need to get high to feel better. In this year of challenging conversations, why should you delve into this particular topic? Today, 15% of the U.S. population is 65 and over. But by 2030, over half the U.S. population will be 65 plus. This phenomenon is known as the silver tsunami. And currently, Americans 65 and over are prescribed over one-third of all prescription drugs. So it's come as no surprise that this generation is increasingly suffering from opioid use disorder. Do you see where this is going? So a smart way to curb this trend is to support seniors who are open to weed as an alternative to prescription meds. Are you a little nervous to talk about weed with your parents? If so, you're not alone. Shanitria Anthony runs a successful cannabis lifestyle brand and hosts a podcast called Blunt Blowing Mama. And she didn't even tell her mom until she was about 60 episodes in. I was really afraid to tell her because my mom is... Christian Baptist woman born and raised in Mississippi. You know, it doesn't really get any more Southern than being born and raised in Mississippi. And, you know, she lives in Georgia now. And my mom does not smoke. My mom does not drink. My stepfather is Nigerian. He is Muslim. He really does not smoke or drink. And I think that my parents, for a lot of parents, but especially like black and brown parents, they really just want to know that like, you're not fucking up your career or your life. So it's just like, what is this thing again? Like, oh, just explain it. To me. <laughs> just explain it to me. I'm like, mommy, it's just a podcast. And I talk to people who are women in the industry and moms and how cannabis helps them. And it's not bad, mommy. She's like, okay, well, I will never do that, you know, but I support you and I trust your judgment. <laughs> and even better, she told me the next time she sees me, she wants to wear one of my sweatshirts. She's like, I don't do it. I don't really believe in that, but 
I'll support you. So give me a sweatshirt and I'll wear it around the house. (laughs) That was like the best part. And I think it's just breaking down to people and really helping them to understand that this plant is not bad. However, you decide to share your own consumption story with your parents. Tackling the conversation with compassion is key. Be gentle and understand there's a lot of unlearning that they have to do. Just much like myself, I had to kind of really learn and unlearn some things. Kudos to you, Nancy Reagan, with your war on drugs and just say no, bitch, you are brilliant. That was the most brilliant campaign. Sandra Gwines, a.k.a. The Kushners, is an RN with over 15 years of experience and a former military spouse living in California. She has dedicated her nursing practice to helping people medicate with cannabis. And she works with a lot of seniors interested in doing the pot. So I'll start with seniors, which I love. And so I live in a retirement community. (laughs) So when we were looking for houses, we ended up here. There's like literally everybody in my neighborhood is retired. And I am now the joint lady. Like everyone comes over to me for their joints. And when I say joints, it's not the ones you smoke. It's the ones on your body. A big part of the pot talk with your parents is knowing what physical or mental challenges they may be facing. What meds are they on and for what? Some 65-year-olds, yeah, they're managing their conditions well. Some 65-year-olds are not. So it just really depends. Like if I get like a, a child referring their parent, I always ask them, like, what are they able to do for themselves? And how are they managing their condition? Um, but I definitely will say that topicals is definitely like that. That's the doorway to access. That's where everyone comes. They're like, can I have a bomb or can I have, you know, a lotion? I feel like the 65 and older would rather apply it or smoke it. It's the weirdest thing, right? Because smoking is so familiar to them. Because remember, this is like, you know, the marble man era, It is surprising to me because I have clients who are literally on their like social security check, like first of the month, they're like, I'm ordering flour. Okay. (laughs) like, (laughs) And I'm like, get it, girl. But weirdly enough, I do like inhaled medicine for seniors because the time frame is short. And if they're forgetful or they have any kind of side effects, it will be short lived because it's inhaled, you know, so it'll be like two hours or something like that, as opposed to like edibles or tinctures and things like that. Getting a good night's rest can be challenging for older adults. I am an older adult, if that is the case. And they are seeking out advice, yes, we are, on how to best use cannabis to improve their sleep. We recommend listening to our episodes on sleep. It's a complicated topic that will probably require some experimentation to find what works best with seniors lifestyle is everything. If you have a senior that's like going to the casino and going over here and walking their dog and active, they may get CBD during the day and they may, you know, wear themselves out to the point they can go to sleep because their lifestyle has improved. But if you have somebody who's sedentary and they're not getting out as much and then they're struggling to sleep for whatever reason, they're struggling to sleep, they might need to add that THC at night. Some people will take a small dose and it does everything for them. And some need a higher dose. I always say your move may vary and we kind of play around with it until you find your happy place. Rosie Matteo, the founder of PR firm Matteo Communications, found that sleep was a way back to cannabis after many, many years for her mom. She's, you know, a child of the 60s, so Woodstock, so she consumed back in the day, but even not that much. But now she, she has hip pain. 
she also like, has trouble sleeping. And it's funny that like she'll come over like, what do you have? And so she had not had any cannabis probably in 40 years, probably. You know, and then a few weeks ago, she was over complaining. Um, I just got into the macaroons and I was like, take these home, mom. She's like, when do I take them? So she took it at night, texted me being like, I don't really feel anything, but taste delicious. And then the next morning I got a text from her saying I had the best sleep of my life, which is like awesome. It's awesome. You know, she's like, I I feel amazing today. She had no trouble getting up in the morning after having the macaroons. The next time she came over, she's like, what do you got for me? I'm like, hey, I'm going to have to share with, with you now. But like, it's great. And I love that she's using it as an option. But Rosie's dad during cancer treatment, he wasn't as open to the plant. And my dad, who had cancer last year, thankfully he's in remission, he's doing great. When he had the nausea and the pain, like I tried to get him to try cannabis, but from somebody who's, you know, that generation, they really rely on what your doctor says. Doctor said, take this medication, this for nausea. So he was very hesitant to try cannabis. And I never got him to do it. And he just never tried it. So I, I would have loved for that to been an option for him. But, you know, everyone makes their own choices. Dr. Jess sees a lot of seniors in her practice. And we asked her why they come in. For seniors, I think the reason that they come to us and, and the reason they're seeking cannabis is, is often the same as, as non-seniors, I guess. Most commonly, they're trying to address pain. They're also trying to address mental health concerns, whether that's anxiety or depression, right? A lot of times they might be lonely. Their own friends or family might have passed away. They have sometimes neurocognitive decline, cancer is more common uh, amongst our, our seniors. So these are all reasons that we that um, senior patients will come to us seeking the use of cannabis. And we often see really great effects. And, and what is a great effect? It, it's improvement in their symptoms, reduction in pain, improved sleep, reduction in um, their feelings of anxiety or depression. Questions about current prescriptions and drug interactions will probably come up when you talk with your parents. We have had many patients who, you know, have a laundry list of medications. It's an unfortunate phenomenon, at least in our country, that it seems like the older you get, the longer your list of medications gets. (laughs) And often those medications interact with one another. Many of the medications that older folks get can make them feel Um, tired or fatigued or flattened, and they just don't feel like themselves. And so we've had a lot of patients who have successfully reduced their other medication burden using cannabis, um, which that in itself is fantastic, right? Just reducing the number of meds you have to take, like on a physical level, like I don't have to take as many pills, but also on a mental level, because you're, you're, you're cutting out stuff and reducing the, the, you know, possibility for interactions. The primary drug interactions that we are concerned with as it relates to cannabis are due to CBD. So CBD, along with many, many, many of uh, the pharmaceutical drugs that are out there are metabolized through the cytochrome P450 system in the liver. And what we know that CBD can do is it can sort of bind up that enzyme that is responsible for breaking down other medicines. And what that means is if CBD is in the system and blocking up this enzyme, other medicines in the system can start to sort of build up. And theoretically, right, depending on the medicine can cause toxicity because the drug levels are building up and up and up. Clinically, we haven't seen a lot of this. So right, when we're taking care of patients in the clinic, we haven't seen a lot of drug interaction issues. Dr. Jess does see patients receiving unexpected positive benefits from cannabis. 
what's nice about cannabis is in addition to it often improving the the symptom you're trying to treat, whether that's pain or sleep, it's often helping people boost their mood or feel a little bit better or feel a little bit more social. And so, you know, we like to talk a lot about the side benefits of cannabis. Um, and so all that means is that, yeah, like you can address your pain, but maybe you can also just have a little bit of a lighter affect while you're doing that. We get a lot of questions about whether cannabis can help patients with Alzheimer's. The information is incomplete, as it is, I think, probably with most conditions. But we know that cannabis can help reduce neuroinflammation, which is really important in not only Alzheimer's, but in other uh, diseases of neurocognitive decline. We still have a lot of work to do as far as understanding the exact effects of cannabis for things like Alzheimer's. But in general, reducing inflammation is going to be good. It's going to be helpful for the brain. Often we're going to see a lot of mood enhancement for for people, whether they have Alzheimer's or Huntington's or Parkinson's or whatever it may be. For a lot of those people, a depressed or flat mood is one of the very, you know, distressing components for them. So, so yes, there's still a lot of research that needs to be done. Um, but we do see a number of patients that have those sorts of neurological diseases who are seeking cannabis as a form of, of treatment. There's no harm that can come about from um, trying to apply cannabis for those conditions. And for any given individual, it might do a lot of good. So I think it's worth trying. And for today's high five, a Q&A so mom and dad feel comfortable saying yes to the pot. Number one, is cannabis legal? CBD grown from the hemp plant is legal in all 50 states. If you can buy CBD online, it's derived from hemp, which is a cousin to a pot plant. To walk into a dispensary and buy products with THC, you must live in one of the 14 states plus the District of Columbia that allow for recreational use. There are 35 states that allow for medical use, which means you need to qualify for a medical condition and get a medical cannabis card. In October of 2018, Canada became the first G7 country to legalize cannabis nationally. Number two, will CBD get me high? No, CBD will not cause any feelings of intoxication or a high. For hemp-derived CBD, the kind you can buy online, the U.S. government requires the hemp plant to have less than 0.3% THC. Buy the best quality product you can, and with all CBD, be sure to use it consistently for two weeks to feel the effects. Number three, do I need THC or CBD? This is where we have to remind you that cannabis requires some experimentation. CBD is amazing at reducing inflammation, so it will help with muscle aches, arthritis, bursitis, and other pain related to inflammation. THC helps with acute pain relief by telling the brain, it's okay, let's not process that pain signal with the same pulsing intensity. Migraines and post-op pain usually require higher levels of THC for pain relief. For sleep issues, Cannabis can help replace the prescription or over-the-counter sleep aids that have attracted controversy for being habit-forming. THC helps you fall asleep and CBD keeps you asleep all night. Teas, oil tinctures, or gel caps are all low-stress ways to start mom and dad out with weed for better sleep. Number four, will cannabis interact with my prescriptions? Any medication labeled do not consume with grapefruit is a red flag to avoid weed. These are usually blood pressure meds, and cannabis will affect your blood pressure. A huge challenge facing cannabis is the lack of testing due to its status as a Schedule I drug. 
talk to your doctor or a physician that specializes in cannabis medicine at American Cannabinoid Clinics. Number five, is cannabis really worth trying? How many prescriptions do your parents take? Would a topical balm work instead of another pain pill or a THC-infused tea instead of Ambien before bed? Credible studies and promising patient stories show that an opiate dosage can be reduced by half when used in combination with cannabis, and 50% of women who try cannabis are able to reduce or completely stop their prescription meds for everything from migraines to period pain to anti-anxiety meds. We hope this pot talk has offered you some ideas for how to talk to your parents about weed. Stay tuned for more in the coming weeks, and if you have a conversation, we would love to hear how it goes. And if you liked this episode, please share it with someone and please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It definitely helps more people find our show. Thank you for listening to The Pot Talk. Find us on Instagram at Do The Pot, and you can follow me at April Pride. And for lots more information about cannabis and women, visit dothepot.com. Thanks to my co-founder, Ellen Scanlon, Maddie Fair, our marketing manager, and our producer, Nick Patry. I'm April Pride, and we'll be back soon with more of How To Do The Pot. <laughs>